All right. Welcome to Coffee with Marcus and Mark, the number one stock market show on Spotify and one of the most popular market updates on YouTube. Thanks to you. In the show, we talk about what's happening in the markets and how we're trading them. Today is Thursday, August 10th. Stocks bounce back. CPI data is out. Unemployment uh, claims creep higher. Disney and Wynn report earnings. Traders dumping Apple and buying NVIDIA. Plus, we'll review our NEE trade. Should we be worried? And I'll show you how to analyze calls when rolling using PowerX Optimizer. As you can see, there's a lot to talk about, so let's go ahead and get started. Now, this is your first time here. My name is Mark Hodge. I'm head coach at Rockwell Trading, and today we'll call the show Coffee with Mark, although there's a rumor that it could be Marcus and Mark again on Monday. We'll just have to wait and see. But today I'm running the show solo, and I promise that you're in good hands. You can say we have a ton of trading experience here at Rockwell Trading. We're not afraid to tell it like it is. And so if you're looking for some honest insight into the world of trading, then you are definitely at the right place. Before we dive in and show you our trades and how we're tackling these crazy markets, let's take a look at what's moving the markets today. And if we go here to a chart of the S&P 500, you see that yesterday markets were lower across the board. The S&P pulling back and closing at levels that we haven't seen since July 11th, so about a month ago. And it was a down day across the board. So the S&P was lower. The Dow was also lower. The Dow pulling back down 0.5%. The NASDAQ leading the way, actually closing below its 50-day moving average for the first time since March when we had some banking fears and overall market worries. Uh, NASDAQ down 1.2%. But you can see today the markets are higher. Pulling back away from session highs, but... Uh, the markets are higher across the board. The S&P up 0.7%, Dow up 0.7%, NASDAQ up three quarters of a percent. So we are higher. And we could take a look at PowerX Optimizer and also look at the heat map here. Let's do that. There we go. And okay, <laughs> look at the Dow everything green. If we look at the S&P 500, we see that it's a broad market rally, just green across the board. Sure, there are a couple of stocks that are down a little bit. RTX down 1.3%. Uh, so a tiny bit of red. GM down 2.6%. Ford down 2%. Uh, but uh, you know, TFC, Truist Financial down 1.5%. But for the most part, a rally across the board. If we look at the NASDAQ 100, same thing. Everything green, MU down a little bit, TTD, the trade desk down over 3%. But for the most part, it's just a rally across the board. Well, why the move higher? Well, let's take a look at, let's actually go back here and look at the economic calendar. Because we did have some important data coming out this morning. We had CPI data. So inflation data, something that the Fed does take into consideration. And it was the focus for this week with CPI data coming up this morning and also PPI data uh, being released tomorrow. But CPI is the, the bigger of the two usually. And no real surprise here. We see that core CPI up 0.2% last month. This was in line with the forecast. 
Uh, CPI data up 0.2%, which was also in line with the forecast. Now, CPI year over year came in a tick lower than expected, but increasing from the previous month. So uh, there was a bit of an increase year over year, but just not uh, as high as forecast. So that was a positive. Now, looking into the numbers here, uh, the that 2% increase, this is actually, if this continues, this is exactly what is expected. If we look back at 2019 before the pandemic and that inflation increase where things really got out of control, back in 2019, the average increase each month was 0.2%. If we think of you know how that works on a, a 12-month basis, that's you know 2.4%. That's right in line with that 2% target that the Fed has. So this trend, this this 2% level is, is great. Um, excluding food and energy, the core CPI reading uh, up 4.7% on an annual basis, which is above the 2% Fed target. That's why the Fed keeps saying, hey, we are doing what we need to do to combat inflation at this point, and we're not afraid to continue to keep rates elevated or increase if needed. And the focus is going to be on data. So the data here really shows that things are looking better, not as bad. And we could take a look at the CME FedWatch tool, see where we're at today after this data. Now, this is a major report, but it's important to also keep in mind that there is another CPI report that's going to be released before the next meeting. So that one might garner a little more attention since the Fed will not be making any decisions until uh, that is released as well. The next uh, CPI report, the Fed uh, policy meeting, 41 days, two hours, 53 minutes and 34 seconds. The probability of rates staying the same crept higher after that CPI data. So up to 90.5%. Traders have pretty much priced in uh, no hike. Uh, scenario for rates in the Fed, uh, potential quarter point hike at 9.5%, which has dropped uh, from what we've seen recently. Looking at future hikes, so uh, pretty much certain that rates will stay the same based on Fed funds futures and the probabilities and that this will continue a little bit mixed in January, but traders are thinking that the Fed will cut rates in March, and that will continue through the remainder of 2024. So this is something to, to keep an eye on just where we go here. Um, and the Fed, well, we still have a ways to go before that next meeting. Uh, but inflation, pretty much uh, where it should be at this point, no real worry or concern based on that report. Now, let's uh, take a look at Let's do this. Let's take a look at Disney. So Disney. Reporting earnings after the bell yesterday, a gap higher, a little bit of a pullback throughout the session, but now uh, trading back above where we opened, up 3.5%. They uh, are higher after beating uh, expectations on earnings, but... Uh, revenue was lower than expected. Now, that uh, loss came on a $2.65 billion one-time charge and impairment um, loss that uh, you know hurt the, the quarterly revenue numbers there. Um, but 
traders and investors liking what they had to hear from Disney. Now, they also uh, said that they will raise the price on its ad-free streaming tier in October and that they're planning on cracking down on password sharing. So investors liking that and Disney popping up to levels that we saw mid-July. Uh, we'll see if we could close above those levels, but nice reaction for Disney. Wynn was another company reporting earnings after the bell, and Wynn has opened higher, rallied a little bit. Right now still up 2.7%, but pulling back from highs that we had earlier in the session. Now, Wynn did report better than expected earnings, $0.91 cents versus $0.64 cents estimated. Also better than expected revenue at $1.59 billion versus $1.53 billion that was forecast. So Wynn, uh, positive reaction, although not as significant as the move that we had in uh, Disney, at least compared to where we're at with the chart, right? Because Wynn had a little bit of a sell-off going into earnings and now just popping back to levels we had two days ago. Disney rallying and, and testing that resistance level, uh, making a pretty nice move chart-wise. So another thing I thought that was interesting, I, I saw a comment here on CNBC that JP Morgan uh, showed that retail traders sold about $345 million worth of Apple stock last week. So Apple, we see taking a bit of a dive since earnings, maybe finding some support around 178, 179 here. So pulling back, uh, we'll, we'll see where Apple wants to go. But retail traders uh, saying, hey, I have enough with Apple, uh, maybe taking some profits, maybe you know some retail traders getting sucked into this buying before earnings and then realizing that's not the right idea. Uh, either way, uh, a shift there, uh, that is you know over $1 billion in uh, single stock was uh, traded during the week. So Apple selling uh, was definitely a big portion of that for retail traders. Now, NVIDIA, on the other hand, was another story. Uh, retail traders buying $160 million in NVIDIA. So last week, seeing this, this uh, opportunity to shift af out of Apple and into NVIDIA is something that retail traders at least thought was a good idea. Uh, we'll see. We'll see if uh, retail traders had the right idea. Now, let's take a look at... A few things here. Let me go over to PowerX Optimizer. And let me go to the Wheel Analyzer. And let's look at NEE. So NEE, this is a position that both Marcus and I have on. And we both sold the 69.50 strike. We collected 60 cents when we sold this. Uh, this was you know, had a uh, better than expected earnings report, but it pulled back some nice support at these levels. Uh, yesterday closing at 68.92. Today rallying as high as 69.66. Right now trading at 68.78. So are we concerned? What do we do? Well, when we decide based on uh, company fundamentals that this is a stock that we want to own, and then we decide based on the chart and where support is. Uh, the price that we want to own shares at, we've decided that we are okay owning shares at 69.50. Now, when you're selling puts, you're there's really two outcomes unless you do things differently. One, you get assigned shares, or two, the put expires worthless, right? 
In this case, unless there's a, a rally tomorrow that gets us above 69.50, we'll be assigned shares at, at uh, 69.50, which we already collected 60 cents. So essentially, if that takes place, our break even is 68.90, right around where it's trading right now, right? So uh, I think we're in a great place if we get assigned. Uh, the other things that we could do, and, and this is where we could buy back the put. Right now, we'd buy it back for a loss. That to me makes no sense because when the put starts to go in the money, that's when new uh, option sellers get a little uncomfortable because on paper, there's a loss, right? If you sell a put for 60 cents and now it's trading at 70 or 75, you're going to be losing 10, 15 cents on the trade. But that's the worst time to be buying back that put, in my opinion. Instead, I've decided I'm okay owning shares at 69.50, so why not let it happen? Now, another thing we could do is we could roll this put. We could buy back the 69.50 and we could sell next week 69.50. This is always a, a possibility and we'll probably get a little credit there. Actually, let's look at the calculator here. Let's uh, let's go through this. So in PowerX Optimizer, we have this wheel calculator where we could analyze puts and we could also analyze calls based on the premium that's available. And let's go ahead and slide over. Do I have this one up? Yeah, here we go. So right now, if I look at the 69.50 puts for this week, the bid is 80, the offer is 90. So let's say that we could buy these back for 85 cents. That would actually be a 25 cent loss on the trade. So that's one thing that we could do instead of letting it expire worthless or getting assigned, we could buy it back for a 25 cent loss. Now let's also see what the premium is for August 18th. And let's look at this. And we see that the premium is a buck 25 by a buck 35. Let's say that we could get a dollar 30. So if we buy back this week's for a loss at 85 cents, and now we sell next week's for $1.30, then that means we're receiving a 45 cent credit. Now, if we look at these numbers, we can plug it into the calculator. We wanna see what the net credit is, which is 45 cents for the roll to next week. So I'm using uh, the, the expiration for the option that I'm rolling out to, which is August 18th and I'm plugging in the net credit to analyze this. And we see that the 45 cents gives us 26% annualized. That's not, that's not enough for me to get excited about. And again, when uh, there is a drop towards support or through support and we picked a good stock and a good strike price, I believe that that's where calls and getting assigned uh, are the the better uh, option for us. So let me go ahead and let's look at where calls are now for next week. Of course, this could change, but this could also get a lot better if NEE starts to rally. Uh, let's uh, stock purchase price, we'll say 69.50, right? Is that where we're at? Yeah, just wanted to double check there. So 69.50 and we'll use the August 18th expiration. Uh, I'm just going to plug in 100 shares just to keep this super, super simple. And let's say we're selling the 69.50 strikes so right at our cost basis. So now let's see where the premium is on the 
for next week. It's 65 cents right now. So we could extend the put trade for 45 cents to next week, or we could get assigned. And if we get assigned based on the premium we have available today, that would be 65 cents. Now the 65 cents, so I don't want to sell this uh, premium right now because I don't own shares yet. That would be a naked call. That's not what I like to do. But we see here on the call side, there's more premium than the roll. So rolling the put is very defensive in nature. It's, in, in my opinion, with traders that I've seen do this, they're doing it because they're afraid to own shares. And normally they're afraid to own shares because they they lack the confidence in their plan. Um, they're, they're afraid that uh, the stock might drop a little bit and it would make sense to just get what you can on the premium side. Uh, maybe the way, the way that they sell puts, it's a, a quality of stock problem where uh, they should, they're collect, they're focused on the premium on the put selling side, not necessarily the ownership of the stock. So maybe it's a bad trade to begin with, or maybe it's just a good trade and you're, you're trying to delay assignment and see, although I think I, I'm not going to disagree with someone else's plan, but instead of taking some of these, these ideas and, and rules of thumb that might be tossed out there by educators and other traders, test it, right? Like, uh, keep good notes on this. Like, does it make sense to roll? Let's, let's see what happens with NEE. And it could be that the roll this time actually works out better, right? Maybe getting that 45 cents makes sense. But based on my experience, based on Marcus's experience, we see that if we've done our job, on picking a good stock and picking a good strike price, that that is when nice profits come in because the opportunity to sell calls after assignment uh, is 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 great. <laughs> and, and so I'm not rolling those puts. And right now there's some nice premium on the call side. And I mean, the, the ideal scenario here is NEE trades below 69.50 on Friday. Maybe it's at 68.50. And then on Monday, it's rallying right back up to 69.50. And we get more than that 65 cents. That's what we want. I'm okay with assignment at 69.50. I'm not rolling. I'm taking ownership. Now, talking about calls in the calculator, though, and rolling. I received a question from a PowerX owner uh, that wanted to know how, how to figure out the 60% the annualized it's the same way that uh, we just went through with the put side, but let's go ahead and let's do it for the call side. So I actually sold calls on CSIQ for 35 cents yesterday. So I was able to get 35 cents for the 35 call that's expiring tomorrow. And let's say that I want to see how much of a credit I could receive rolling from this Friday to next Friday's expiration. This is something that doesn't really make sense for me to do right now because there's a lot of time value in that 35 call. I'd be more likely to consider this tomorrow, but let's go ahead and run through the process. So if I go and I pull up uh, the, the call premium, and you could use your broker with this, but we're getting some quotes in PowerX Optimizer. I see that right now the call is 10 by 20. So I was able to collect 35 cents on this one yesterday. Now it's 10 by 20. Let's say we have to buy it back at 15 cents, which is the mid price. So we're paying 15 cents to buy back the 35 call that's expiring tomorrow that I've sold. 
And now let's see what the premium is if we are to go out to the same strike, but next week's expiration. And when I bring up the quotes for the 35 call, we see 50 by 60. So let's say we have an opportunity to sell, split the difference between the bid and the ask. We're able to collect 55 cents on next week's call, but we have to pay 15 cents to buy back this week's. That leaves us with a net credit of 40 cents. So that's what I'm going to plug into the calculator here. There's, there's two things. like All of this information you should have, your stock purchase price, uh, you plug it in here, that you should know. Um, and then the strike price you want to roll out to, that's uh, easy to, to choose and select there. But the two uh, critical pieces of information, the credit, you receive the net credit, which is the difference between what you collect on the next expiration uh, short and then what you have to buy back uh, the current expiration for. So that would be 40 cents. We also need to select the right expiration. Since we're rolling out to the August 18th expiration, that is the expiration we need to choose, which is eight days away. And we see here that a 40 cent credit results in 46% annualized. So a nice little credit here, but Marcus and I have a rule of thumb that we like to get 60% plus. Right now, the 26 cents minimum, this is a quick uh, cheat sheet for us. We know that that's 30% annualized. That's our line in the sand when we're collecting premium on the call and put side. So doubling that's going to give us 60%. So if we are able to get 52 cents, and it says 59%, that's fine. Uh, but that double is going to be at 60% uh, annualized. And, and this is where right now, yeah, with the current or next week's expiration, 65 cents, we would get that 60% annualized, but we have to spend 15 cents to buy back the option that's expiring. That's why in this scenario, waiting a day, seeing a little more uh, time decay on those 40, uh, 35 calls expiring tomorrow would make sense. And then the roll is possible or you just let those calls expire worthless and you look to sell calls on Monday. So that's going to do it for today's Coffee with Mark. Looking forward to another great trading day tomorrow. We'll be back here. If you like the video, please give it a thumbs up. If you are new to the channel, please subscribe. We love our subscribers. Also love feedback. So if you're enjoying the show, let us know. Until tomorrow, happy trading, everybody.